In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everyone, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where Atlanta United defeated Real Salt Lake 2 to nothing on a beautiful goal by Julian Gressel in the first half, another nice goal by Hector Villaba in the second half that was helped by a really smart play by Joseph Martinez. Uh, the victory pushed Atlanta United to 63 points. NYCFC's draw with Montreal combined with Atlanta United's win means that the five stripes are going to have a bye in the first round of the playoffs. It also sets up next week's showdown with the Red Bulls, who trail Atlanta United by four points with four games remaining in the race for the Supporters' Shield. I'm joined, as I typically am, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com uh, to talk about tonight's performance. What were your first thoughts, Jason? I said in our full-time report that this was the best win of the season for Atlanta United. And, and the reason I say that is, was it... You know, the most electric they've looked all season? No, I don't think so. They shut down an RSL team that had a full week off, didn't have travel factored in, didn't play in the midweek, um, a team that is among the leaders in shots on goal all season, a team that has been scoring a lot of goals as of late, limited them to three shots on goal. The attack was good for Atlanta. It wasn't outstanding tonight, but Nick Ramondo had a lot of saves to make. And Atlanta looked dangerous pretty much every time they went forward. But that defensive effort, and I believe, I haven't had a chance to double-check it yet, this was the first time since day one that Michael Parkhurst was not in the 18 for Atlanta United. And the back line looked good. And it was a very fluid back line. You know, Doug, we talked about it on, on soccer down here. You know, I thought they would go 4-2-3-1 because of the way RSL plays. I think the three kind of three five two. I mean, it was very fluid because you had the opportunity for Gonzalez, Perez, and Escobar to push forward because there wasn't anyone to mark. I think maybe some of that had to do with George Bellows' inclusion. It's a little more comfortable for him to play as a wing back as opposed to a left back in a four-man back line. But it worked, and the team adjusted really well. I thought Escobar, Gonzalez, Perez, Lorenowitz all were good tonight. I thought... Bello and Gressel as the wingbacks were outstanding and dominated the game and shut down RSL's wingers. Savarino and Plata really had very little impact on this match. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the fact that it's the, the team's eighth shutout this season and it came with uh, Alt Parkhurst, the team's captain who'd started 20-something games, uh, 28 games. Uh, without McCann, who started 18, 17 or 18 games this season. One guy making his debut on the wing and George Bellow. Jeff Lorenowitz, who has played center back, but not a lot this season, stepping into the center of the defensive formation. 
and playing well. I mean, Albert Rusnak did nothing tonight. I mean, I don't even remember him doing anything. Rusnak, Krylock, uh, Saverino, Plata, the attacking four for RSL that are very good. 49 goals this season. They've scored back-to-back six goals against Colorado and the Galaxy. Yes, it's Colorado and the Galaxy. It's still back-to-back six spots. They none of them really did anything tonight. No, really impressive. Other than effort get caught offside uh, seven times. That and uh, Saverino looking for cards as much as possible on Atlanta players because he was frustrated and he was going up against George Bello most of the night. Yeah, Bello did. Bello tied the team high four tackles uh, with Gressel. Um, it was. It, it, I think Atlanta United's formation in the first half kind of messed with Real Salt like a little 100%. bit percent because it wasn't. It, it was kind of a. A three-five-two. Sometimes, yes. sometimes it was a three-one-four-one-one. Yes, uh, which you don't ever see anyone using. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure Salt Lake could figure out where are we supposed to go. What are we supposed to attack? Yep, it was really impressive, and and that's that's the thing that I think keeps hitting me right now about Atlanta United is you're seeing this team be able to adjust. To different situations better than we've ever seen them do. You know, last year it felt like Tata Martino was afraid to have big adjustments in matches or between matches because he was still building what Atlanta United was, the philosophy of it. And even now when you see this shape, and this was maybe the most fluid shape we've seen ever from Atlanta United. Like you said, it looked like three in the back at times, it looked like five in the back, sometimes it looked like four. Sometimes it looked like the wingbacks were playing as midfielders. I mean, it was all over the place. But it was Leandro effective. Gonzalez Perez was joining the attack, which he did numerous times. Leandro it was Gonzalez just two Perez. men at the back. LGP <laughs> made a run on one. Um, I'm trying to remember who made the cross from the left side, where Gonzalez Perez makes a diagonal run from the left center back roll across and nearly got, gets in on the back post of a cross. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking up like. Did I miss something? Yeah. What is he doing there? I look up too, and I thought, "Oh, there's Viaba." Wait, that's not Viaba. Yeah, exactly. That's Gonzalez Perez. It was it was a really impressive performance. It was a very modern soccer kind of performance because it wasn't about you're a left center back. That's what you do. It was about play the game. It was very Johan Cruyff like. Yeah, it was very Johan Cruyff. It was very Pep Guardiola. It was very you know that style of you are soccer players. You are here to do to play your match, not do a specific job. And that's what Atlanta, I think, can do better than anybody in Major League Soccer. I don't think we've seen teams play this way very often in this league, and I don't know if they're really done adding these layers to what Atlanta United is. Here's the other couple of interesting things, just numbers from this game. So, Joseph Martinez is going to win the Golden Boot. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Atlanta United could have two guys, Miguel Almiron and Julian Gressel, lead the league in assists. They're both within one now of Dochkal of Philadelphia, who has 15. They both have 14 after each got an assist tonight. Atlanta United is going to lead the league in goal scored. It's going to lead the league in goal difference. It's Even if they don't win the MLS Cup, it's got to be considered probably the most dominant season in league history. Yeah, and, and it, it comes back to me for the fact that I think the reason it is dominant is because there is not just one way of playing. You know, you've had people go out injured. 
you're finding other ways to win. You've had, you know, you had to adjust to what the opposition gives you. You're finding other ways to win. You've missed players like Darlington Nagby. I mean, it's very easy to forget how important Darlington Nagby is to this team until you see him in a match like this where it looks like he's, you know, a, a seasoned veteran playing with an academy team. You know, at times against Real Salt Lake, he just glides over the field. Looks like he isn't trying, and he's evaded three players. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just massive to see what he brings to the table, and the fact that you had George Bello fit in seamlessly on, at a left wing back, and then he's done at seventy minutes. I mean, we talked to him on the full time report. It was a great interview with Bello, and he talked about how gassed he was and how it felt like. You know, he played longer than he did. That's the hard thing about young kids as they debut because it's just so intensive for them. You replace him with Jose Hernandez, making his MLS debut. Mm-hmm. No drop-off. Hernandez did the job as well. Miles Robinson came on as a sub. Ezekiel Barco came on as a sub. You had a 19-year-old and two 21-year-olds as your subs. You had a 16-year-old start, and you had your best performance of the season. And here's the, here's the last thing about that. Bark, uh, Bello and Hernandez are the fourth and fifth string fullbacks for Atlanta United. I can't think of another team in Major League Soccer that you could point to that say, yeah, let's put in our fourth or fifth string guys. I mean, look at Toronto. Yep. They don't have any center backs they can put in, and it's killed their season. Uh, the, their season is, I thought it was already done, but it's especially done after today. It's just, it's, it's a testament to the scouting network, a testament to the players, a testament to the coaching staff and the trainers that it truly is just next guy up. A testament to building this roster the way they did. I mean, Toronto had four center backs go down this season. They didn't have a fifth one. It turned into Michael Bradley playing center back or Gregory Vanderveel, a right wing back playing center back. And it, you know, you were exposed. It, it showed. Atlanta United, Greg Garza goes down. You lose him. Okay, Mikey Ambrose steps up, plays very well. He goes down. He's injured. Chris McCann turns into a left back, gets the job done. He can't play every game. And there are some liabilities at times with McCann in terms of speed. Well, Bello steps up, does the job. Jose Hernandez shows he can do the job if needed. That's the the depth that this team has. And a lot of it is young depth. We've seen Andrew Carlton step in when needed. This is a team that is, to me, the most complete team in Major League Soccer history. And a team that, when you look at the roster and you look at the ages of the players involved, could only get better. All right, let's wrap up the the talk of this game, and let's kind of do a quick sneak at next week's showdown with Red Bulls uh, in New Jersey. It's a 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Bradley Wright Phillips uh, got a silly yellow card in the final minutes of what was a Looked to be a fairly comfortable win for Red Bulls against Toronto today. He will not be available for this massively important game for the Supporters' Shield standings. What else are you looking forward to now that Wright Phillips won't play about this game on Sunday? I want to see how Tata Martino approaches it. I think we might see a more pragmatic Tata on Sunday at Red Bull Arena because he can. You have the four-point lead. You have the cushion you can treat this like a playoff match where you're going on the road in the first leg and you're trying to get out of there with a draw. 
You know, not to say Atlanta United will play for a draw. I don't know if they really can do that. I don't think that's in their DNA to just go in and, and be cynical and play for a draw. But could they sit back and counter? Could they sit back and soak up pressure? Could they concede the possession battle? Absolutely. And the Red Bulls are a team that Chris Armas has been working to change this. And it's, it's led to some discomfort at times with, with Red Bulls. We've seen some results that have been a little surprising from them. But he's trying to find that plan B when teams can break through their press or when they're not able to activate their press. Well, I could see Tata Martino saying, okay, here's your big test right here because we're going to play very direct, we're going to play very vertical, and we're going to press you, and we're going to give you possession and try to counterattack you. And we know what Atlanta can do on the counterattack. I think it's a really interesting tactical battle, and if you're looking at Chris Armas, who doesn't have a full season under his belt, going up into a tactical battle with Tata Martino, I like Atlanta's chances in that. Yeah. All right, what do you have coming up, Jason? Okay, soccer down here is back on a normal schedule this week. Um, It was a busy week with a lot of travel. We're back Monday, overreaction Monday, 9 to 11, soccerdownhere.net. You can also listen on the Soccer Down Here app on Android and the Spreaker app on Android and iOS. And we will have an SDH app on Apple at some point if we can figure out their weird coding requirements. All right. Uh, I've posted the game story with some quotes. I did the player ratings. Obviously, I'll post this. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to write a story about Julian Gressel, I think. I'm going to write something about George Bellow. I'm going to write just a little short look ahead to Atlanta United and the Red Bulls because they had some good quotes from Julian Gressel and Martino today about that. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. You can follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the paper. And it's going to be a fun uh, final four games and postseason for the five stripes. So please look to my coverage, Jason's coverage, the guys at Dirty South, all those guys. Thanks and have a good night. We're at Lenny United defeated Real Salt Lake 2 to nothing at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that black people might want to know about. Like historically black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.